0: To find out if it's right for you,
1: this episode of Ghost Maps is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn has made it easy for the Ghost Maps team to connect with brands that complement the stories we want to tell. If you're a podcaster looking for sponsorship that fits your show, or a brand that's looking to create an authentic message that truly resonates and engages with listeners, visit podcorn.com now. Ghost Maps Entry 13 Kanchanaburi, Thailand Indran and I got to know each other during our national service While we were both drivers in an artillery unit he was assigned to a reconnaissance detail while I was part of the main group Still, we both managed to bond quite quickly during our smoke breaks and Little has changed since then. We're at the smoking area of a coffee shop in Ishun, catching up on what we'd both been doing since we'd finished our cycles. He'd move into the construction business, and I... well, that's why we met up today. He tells me that he's surprised that I didn't hear about these incidents, during one of our outfield exercises. I remind him that everyone was pretty busy with their own details at the time. We switched topics for a while laughing and joking about old dummy buddies that we served with. Eventually the laughs die down and I turn to Indran and ask if he's ready to tell the story. He nods, so I ask him to start from the beginning. It was one of our last reservist cycles, so this was probably 2011. Indran was driving a 1.5 tonner as part of a recce party during an exercise in Thailand in a heavily forested stretch near the town of Kanchanaburi. The party consisted of himself and a team of three surveyors that included two sergeants named Dominic and Max and a lieutenant named Daryl. It was late in the afternoon on the first day of the exercise, around 3pm, when the party received orders to head to a specific area in the forest. Judging by the 1.5 tonner's odometer, The ride hadn't been a particularly long one, but it felt like quite a distance to Indran and the two sergeants. When they arrived at the designated location, what caught their attention immediately was that it was across a small river from an abandoned resort. Its building's exteriors were clearly all bright yellow ones. Who knew how many years ago? But wear and tear over time had turned them into a gloomy shade of off-white with hints of mossy green. As they alighted their vehicle, however, the party was suddenly hit by an unnatural chill. Indran figured it must have dipped to about 13 degrees Celsius. Just as suddenly, almost immediately after the drop in temperature, it started to rain. A light drizzle at first, that then quickly turned into a full-blown downpour. Later on, Andron and the sergeants would ask some of the Thai soldiers attached to their unit if they'd ever experienced that kind of weather before. They all gave the three men perplexed looks and shook their heads. Laughter and Daryl ordered them to get back into the vehicle and for Indron to cross the river so that they could take shelter under the awning at the entrance of the resort's foyer. One of the sergeants, probably Max, told the lieutenant that that was against protocol, that the unit's commanding officer had specifically said not to enter any buildings while outfield. CO's not here, right? Was the officer's curt response as he waved off the sergeant. So Indran and the team quietly loaded back up to the 1.5 tonner and drove across the river. The lieutenant, clearly aware that if they were caught breaking protocol, he'd be the one that would have to answer for it, ordered Indran to park the vehicle next to the river instead of under the awning. The four men then sprinted across the two meters between the vehicle and and the result. For about an hour, as the rain beat down, they just rested at the porch, each taking turns to stand guard. Lieutenant Darrell tried a couple of times to report back to the rest of the unit at first, but all he managed to get on every channel was static. He thought he'd heard something at one point, through the static. But Indran said that it sounded too much like an old woman, though. Repeating, Sawari Sawadika." Sawari Towards the end of the hour, the rain started to subside, while Dominic, the more timid of the two sergeants, was on guard. Suddenly, Max woke and stood up, seemingly in a trance of some kind. Max then started to walk past the resort's reception area, out towards the back. Dominic tried to call out to him, but Max didn't respond. So he quickly woke Darryl and Daryl and Indra up and ran after Max. Dominic managed to catch up to his fellow sergeant and pulled Max back just before the entranced soldier could walk off a cliff. Indran and Dominic slapped Max, splashed water into his face, eventually waking him from his unnatural stupor. Lieutenant and Daryl, however, just stood by kept asking what was going on Max explained to them that he heard an old woman calling out to him she was speaking in Thai but he instinctively knew that she was saying come here come here Tried to resist her, but couldn't. Dominic turned to Lieutenant Darrow, and with more conviction than Indron had ever seen in him, said that they needed to rejoin the rest of the unit immediately. The officer hummed and hawed, but eventually relented. Indron lights another cigarette and takes a sip of his coffee. I knew Dominic too. Mentioned that this explains why he seemed so different during the reserve cycle that followed this one. Endron says that it wasn't just this incident, though that would have been bad enough. He says that the following evening, something else happened. The party was at a different area further down that same river. Their recce had gone off without a hitch and they were going to head back to rejoin the rest of the unit. They all got back into the vehicle and headed back in the direction that they'd come from with Lieutenant Darrow guiding and drawn according to their map. Soon, sunlight started to fade and the drive once again, seemed to go on for longer than Indran thought it should have. The officers started to complain, started to blame Indran for their lengthy journey. Indran, as calmly as he could, pointed out that he was very precisely following his instructions. And besides, Indran added, they had driven along the river to get there, and they were driving back along it to return to the unit. There was no way they were lost. Lieutenant Daryl grumbled some more and said that he wanted to stop for a rest. Andron advised against it but Daryl insisted. So he said that after he made a turn up ahead he'd stop the vehicle. Andron tells me that that was probably the biggest mistake he could have made. After the turn and across the river was a small, seemingly empty village. The lieutenant didn't pay it any mind getting out and relieving himself against the tree. But Indran and the two sergeants without saying a word to each other each put on their berets and said a silent prayer to their own gods. As the officer was buttoning up his trousers, out from the shadows of the village came an old woman. She didn't say anything, but Indran, Dominic, and Max all realized that they knew what she sounded like. Max, more so, than the other two. The sergeant started shaking, uncontrollably, and without taking his eyes off the old woman, climbed back into the vehicle. Dominic followed him, again insisted that we get moving. The lieutenant wanted to argue, but saw the look on Max's face. Almost immediately, Andron and him scrambled back into the vehicle. See, it took them 30 minutes earlier to get to their recce area. But it took them three hours to get back to the unit. And through that whole ride, and Darryl kept looking back over his shoulder. He seemed annoyed at first, As the ride continued, he started to grow quieter and quieter. Later on, Indran would overhear him telling another officer that something kept pulling his uniform, as if trying to yank him out of a vehicle. He thought it was the sergeants at first, but when he saw that Indran had tightly sealed the canopy of the 1.5 tonner, he realized that it was something else, entirely. The commanding officer yelled at Darrell when they returned. He said that he sent out two Land Rovers to look for the party. The Lieutenant tried to explain that they had followed the river back and that something wasn't right. The CO didn't believe him at first and said that the Land Rovers had followed the river in the search so there's no way they could have missed them. When Indran and the sergeants chimed in and backed the officer up, the CO eyed all four men for a moment before calmly telling them to go grab their dinner and turn in for the rest of the night. The four of them never went out for another recce for the rest of the exercise. Indran tells me that while Max had changed since then, he wasn't crippled by what had happened. He pauses for a moment to light another cigarette. I ask him about Daryl. He smiles. No one's seen him since we finished reservists. he says. He tells me that he's heard rumors about him. Had a mental breakdown. His elderly parents look after him now. Keeps claiming something is coming for him. But those are just rumors, he tells me. I nod and lit my own cigarette without a word. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now. This episode was produced with help from Singlet Station. Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica Mics. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.